then I looked at them one day and I thought, you know what, if I sort of scrunch those all up into a decent sort of order, that might make a really good resource for people who are looking to start up a business. And then I started, I put it into a book and The Three Secrets of Business Success was born. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello there and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky, I'm your host. It's wonderful to have you here. Now, if this is your first time, I know you're in for a treat. And if you have been here for any length of time, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for supporting the show. It's wonderful knowing that the show is making a difference for you. Now, on today's show, I'm going to be talking with the wonderful John Gardner. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, thanks, Rick. Uh, great to be with you. Yes, absolute pleasure to have you here. Now, we're going to be talking about uh, how to become a successful startup business owner, and we're going to be talking about commercial fundamentals that uh, you need to understand before taking that first step. So if anybody's on the call today and you're looking to take that foray into a step into business, this call might be for you. But before we do any of that, John, could you share with us a little bit about where you're calling in from today? Okay, I'm calling in from Brisbane. Um, about five years ago, we moved back to Brisbane from the Sunshine Coast. Um, Sunshine Coast is a great place to bring up kids, but we just needed a bit more excitement, and mm -hmm. uh, Brisbane was the place. Yep. Uh, so we uh, we live in oh, about a couple of kilometres out of the city, and uh, right now it's kind of flooded. Oh but, yes. Uh, we're not we're not flooded, but uh, yeah, it's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Well. But anyway. Here's, here's uh, good luck to everybody there who's uh, suffering through this time. I'm sure there are brighter days ahead. Now, I'd, I'd love to know a little bit about your corporate backing. You've got a wonderful story to tell. Well, um, I was working in shopping centres for a very long time, since 1972. Um, and in uh, the, late, or the early 90s, um, we decided to go into retail. I mean, I'd, I'd been looking at retail for about 30 years. And, or 20 years or something, and I thought, I could do this. So mm -hmm. we bought a crappy little sunglass store in a place called Malulabar, which is uh, right on the beach, and uh, it was a great place to sell sunglasses. Uh, the retail spot wasn't exactly perfect. It was called The Wharf, and it's not exactly retail central, but we were lucky enough to be able to double its turnover and triple its profit in about eight months, and then we built, went on to build, build another two sunglass shops, uh, one in Kiwana and one at Caloundra, and they were called Brados. They were a franchise. So I had nice. uh, not only experience in retail, but experience with franchising. And as I was saying uh, to somebody the other day, retail was fantastic in the 90s. It was the only show in town. Mm. And so um, it, it was just the timing of it was, was absolutely brilliant. Um, but I saw the internet coming in the late 90s, I think it was. And, and I thought... Well, this could be trouble be for retail. Bad. So I got yeah. out and um, started a couple of IT. I got seduced by the internet. I started a couple of IT businesses. One of them did really well. We sold it. And uh, the other one, I did my my shirt on. I was going to say something else then, but I did my <laughs> shirt on. And uh, But it was a, an incredible experience going through that because I learned one of the great guiding principles of, um, of commerce. And I'd love to share that with you guys uh, later if if that's possible absolutely for sure and certain now i'd love to explore the importance of timing with you it seems to me that 
you know you've got to be observing markets watching market trends before you take the i guess the leap both financially and investing your time and setting up would that be fair absolutely rick <clears throat> it's critical um if if you're in the wrong if you're in the wrong industry i think i was uh i, I could say this quite quite confidently that mm -hmm. if you had the the most advanced technologically uh, advanced record vinyl or vinyl record producing ma uh, machine in a, an industrial area somewhere, mm -hmm. you still haven't got a big market and it's probably not trending up. You've got to get into something. If you're going to get into a into business, you want to get into, into an industry that's growing and preferably going through explosive growth. Mm -hmm. And if you can get onto something that's going through explosive growth, all you've got to do is jump on board and, and, make sure that you've got the principles and the uh, and the guidelines of, of um, commerce right mm -hmm. and you should be okay is this one of those things where we're looking at businesses as a i guess a trend business rather than a long-term established business that lasts well trends there, there are fads and there are trends mm -hmm. fads don't last very long and and you know they're good but but you've got to get in and out of them really quickly. Yeah. Trends tend to, to, they say trends are your friends. Trends tend to last much, much longer. And you can ride a trend for many, many years in, in, in business and, uh, and do very, very well if you pick the right one. Yeah, thank you for sharing, John. I wonder, um, before we, I guess, get into the meat and gravy of the call, I'm wondering, what do you like to do with yourself when you're not working? How important is it for you to have uh, rest and relaxation? Um, it's kind of funny. I'm 71 years old and, and uh, I, I, you know, most people who are my age are retired or retiring or thinking about retirement. I, I could think of nothing worse. However, mm -hmm. when I do have a moment, I like to chase a little white ball around oh. 18 holes on a golf course. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and, and you, know what, you know what they say, Rick, if, you, if your level of frustration isn't high enough, you either renovate a house or take up golf. Yeah. <laughs> now tell me something. I took up golf. Uh, are you, uh, uh, can you core the fairways like I can? Or are you half decent? No, I, I'm very good at digging up the fairways. I'm, <laughs> I'm excellent at it. In fact, people people follow me around with a big wheelbarrow full of sand. Um, you know. uh, absolutely love it. <laughs> now, are you an early riser? Do you like to get up early? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm up at mostly about uh, quarter to five, five o'clock most days. I mm -hmm. go for a long walk and then um, I'm ready for the day, really. Yeah. I, it, it's great. I love it. Why do you ask? Oh, no, because I always ask about the people's behaviour. And so there'll be a lot of entrepreneurs and existing small business owners who have not walked the path that you already have and are looking for guidance. And I often say, well, you can try burn the candle at both ends, but sometimes it'll bite you. What do you think of that? Do you agree? Well, yeah, you can do more work in six days than you can in seven. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. You've got to have time off. You've got to have time to reset. You've, it's, it's amazing what comes to you when you stop. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, you, you just absolutely stop and and stuff comes at you, yep. you know? Yeah. And, and it's it's normally pretty good stuff uh, when you actually stop. And it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're focused on something and then you open up your mind for mm. a day and all this stuff comes into your head and, and that sort of motivates you for the next few weeks. And then, you know, it's just terrific. You've got to have, you you gotta gotta have, have time it. off. Absolutely. I, um, I, I took something from what you said earlier about, you know, you couldn't think of anything worse than retiring. And it sort of led me to start thinking about the importance of goal setting. How important is goal setting for you and for others who are in business? 
Uh, look, it's it's really important. What, one of the one of the issues about goal setting, and mm. there's books on the thing. You know, there's yeah, yeah. books and YouTube videos, yeah. and a plethora of, of, of stuff on it. Yep. But I, I always take what Warren, Warren Buffett said about about uh, things like this. He said, I don't look for seven foot bars to jump over. You know, high, high jump bars to jump over. I look for one foot hurdles that I can walk over. And that's always stuck with me. And, and I've, I'll pull something from another guy called Mark Joyner, mm. who's got a, a business calendar sort of um, to-do list type thing uh, that is, is free. It's called simpleology.com. Yep. And he talks about high me, which is highest impact, um, minimal effort. I was going to ask you about this. And this is just, I, I live by this. This is fantastic. What was that you, highest you impact, and... minimal effort? Yeah. I'm in for that. I'd like that. <laughs> Look, it's fantastic. And it, it once you start using it, it's it's a brilliant way to go about things because you don't get stuck in the detail. You yeah. only do the stuff that is going to give you the best impact. To get, that moves the needle, as it were. Now, I, I wonder, uh, what sort of sports do you like and what's the synergy between sports and business? Because I know that you talk about it. Look, Rick... Um, Again, I, I pulled from uh, a guy called Ogmandina, yep. uh, who was uh, one of the, the great sort of commercial philosophers of the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And Og said, you know, you can, if you go to a football match, you can be in the stand and a spectator, and it's terrific, but there's, like in a rugby match, like for instance, there's 30 guys on the field and they're the ones having fun and they're the ones who are achieving something. All, all the spectators are doing is watching. And yep. what's that old expression that 5% of people... Uh, make things happen, 15% of people watch things happen, and 80% of people say, what happened? <laughs> and it's very true. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're not in there, if you're not in there punching, um, you've got no show. So, but the trick is with, with goals, to me, is to, is to, yes, have the big vision and, and know where you want to go, end mm. up. But set small ones that you can achieve. And when you achieve them, celebrate. All right? Because yep. it, it gives you incentive to keep... I won't talk about motivation, but no. it gives you incentive to keep going and, and do another one. And, and you know, it could be a, a pat on the back or a bottle of champagne or mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a bottle of single malt whiskey or even a very nice red from the McLaren Bale area. <laughs> um, you know, it, it could be anything, but just small things and just keep going and, and each one of those steps gets you to the big goal and big as goal. Martin Luther King said you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step to take the first step that's sage advice isn't it now I wonder are you a lifelong learner and how is it that you learn the best oh yeah I learn from anything I love reading I love uh, watching I love watching movies I get so much from movies yep. um, documentaries or Fiction? No, no movies like Hollywood Proper, movies. Oh, cinematic and, stuff, yeah, yeah. You know, thrillers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I get tremendous because it, it gets my brain working. We, we just finished a, um, a series called Startup on Netflix mm-hmm. and we're all trying to figure out who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. Uh, this my, bad guy looks like a good guy. And my wife can so pick him. I can't. I can't pick it. And she does it all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I've got pretty good at it, actually. Uh, yeah, You've yeah. got to practice like anything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Now tell me, do you have a favourite Hollywood actor? I've I've got one, Jim Carrey, for me. Yeah, I love Jim Carrey. I think he's he's really good. I like his partner, 
uh, yeah. Jeff Daniels. So yeah. I think he's just a brilliant actor. Mm-hmm. But I guess if I was going to, I'm I'm from a different era, Rick. Uh, so I would probably go for somebody like Humphrey Bogart, which probably a lot of people listening to this or watching this wouldn't have the foggiest about, but he was a brilliant, brilliant actor in his time. No, well, I know that there are a lot of people of uh, different generations who appreciate all genres, all de- all sort of eras, if you like. And uh, on that, do you enjoy going out and listening to live music? What's your thing? What do you like to hey, do? Hey, I'm an ex-muso. I, oh. I was the lead singer of a rock band when I left school. So, Excuse uh, me? Brisbane. Well, wow. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, love music. Just yeah. love music. Every, any kind of music. I'm, I'm kind of not into rap, but, you know, no, no. it's just a, a generational thing. thing, I think, you, too. You know what I think, John? I, I, I sit there in awe when I'm watching a live band, and I know full well from my, my own eyes that they're doing it live. It takes a special type of skill, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's craziness, really. <laughs> really. <laughs> um, but... Again, you just get kind of used to it, you know. You uh, like I, I was on stage from the time I was five, and <sighs> uh, I had my first stage sing uh, when I was eleven, and I used to do TV and all that sort of stuff back in the in the sixties, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. and sixties um, and seventies, and I just got used to it. So, um, yeah, a lot of people have a fear of public speaking. I have no problem with it, uh, as long as I know my my subject. Yes, um, like absolutely. I'm talking to you today, I. I kind of know my subject. I've had 38 years in business and <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah. Tell me something about uh, entrepreneurialism. I know that uh, you're, um, by and large, um, at least midterm, were focused on your experience and life in the corporate world. But what was your first ever recollection of being an actual entrepreneur? Mine was, you know, selling uh, car washes and things like that. Can you go back? Do you remember anything? Yes, I, um, I I vividly remember being at a, a, a networking breakfast yeah. and uh, a guy I knew uh, came up to me and he said, look, um, there's a shop, the shopping centre developers I work for are looking for somebody to do a, a shopping centre, to lease the shopping centre. Yep. Uh, why don't you put in a quote? And I said, well, I've got a really good job at the moment. I was a state retail manager, manager of a big, big concern. Yeah. And he said, look, they really want somebody who can do it for them, and I knew I could do it. So I put in a, a, a quote. It got accepted, and um, that got me on the path of my own business. That was 1984. Excellent. That's so good to hear because, you know, um, there's one thing I really want to touch on now is the um, unfortunate but I think correctable high um, failure rate. You've got some statistics on your website that always catch my attention. Tell us why it is that... Um, success rates are so low for, for startup businesses? Um, well, startup businesses are, are pretty ordinary. Franchises mm. are better. Right. Um, but startup businesses are normally bad because they don't adhere to the principles of, of commerce, of business. Yeah. Um, you've got things like models and, and processes and, and uh, methods and all sorts of stuff like that different types of commerce all right mm-hmm. they all change um like for instance in in the, the 70s and 80s franchising was terrible it was awful i mean there, it was like the cowboy wild west days you know <laughs> yeah um and and you know there were people double setting selling areas and and all sorts of stuff like that but that's been cleaned up yeah and um so those those sort of things change over time but the principles of commerce 
have never changed yeah. and will never change. And if people stick with the principles of commerce, then you really can't go wrong, you know, if, if you really understand what commerce is all about. So is this about, um, um, you know, mitigating risk and understanding risk exposure, maybe even harnessing it when you make a decision to either go into, a, or I guess is it franchising or standalone? Which one would you say? And is risk a big part of it? Look, if you've got the principles right, mm. risk doesn't even come into it, Rick. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I know that sounds a bit foolhardy, but it's really true. Um, uh, that so many people don't adhere to the principle or don't know the principles, yep. even if they don't, you know, they, if they knew them, even if they don't adhere to them, but if they don't know them, they need to learn them before they start. Otherwise, they're screwed. I mean, something like 25% of, of small businesses, or it could be more, in the first year hit the deck. Now, that, that's an easy statistic to talk about. But the, the collateral damage that happens from those people going into business and going out of business oh, yeah. is just enormous. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the repossessed cars, the, the house gone, the family breakups, the suicide. It's just horrific. It's very now, real. In the, second, in the next sort of two years, three, at least 50% are gone. And by five years, the 75% are gone. So you can't. Now, that's just it's that's awful. Terrible. You can't buy experience, and you've done it. You've 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 had the ups and downs and wins and losses, assuredly. Does mindset make a difference when you're going into something new like this? Yeah, it does. It does. And and there are people who go in with with a, you know oh, I'm terribly positive. I'm positive. I'm positive. You've got to be real. There's a you know you don't want to be negative when you go into business. No, no. But, but this this sort of Pollyanna type positivity can really do you harm. Are we talking you, about you um, to... big egos here? Uh, yeah, to a degree. To you know, agree. I've got a brilliant idea and mm. everybody should should buy it, so therefore <laughs> I'm going to go into business, you know. It's going to win. Uh, sorry. It's going to win, it, yeah. There's a... Um, in, in the book, um, The Three Secrets of Business Success, that, mm. I, uh, that I didn't really write, I... I um, you want to talk about that? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I um, intended to go deep on it. When I go back, when I uh, we got back to Brisbane mm. um, and I'd had 33 or 34 years in business, um, I thought, and I, I joined LinkedIn and I thought, this is a really good forum for, for sort of disseminating knowledge. So yep. I'd had a bit of knowledge, so I thought I'll start writing articles to LinkedIn. And... I ended up with about 4,000 uh, first-level connections on, on LinkedIn. You know, they, they'd say over 500. Well, mine's a bit over, well, it's about 4,500 now, and about 6,000 followers. Mm. And I'd written 24 articles to LinkedIn and to get all those people who were following me. And then I looked at them one day and I thought, you know what, if I sort of scrunch those all up into a <laughs> decent sort of order, yep. that might make a really good resource for people who are looking to... Um, to um, to start in commerce, to start to to start up a business, and a lot of people agreed with me uh, because they were following me and, and making comments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I started, I put it into a book, and the three secrets of business success was was born. And basically. the rest is history. Now we would have a few people on. <clears throat> no, my... no, Rick, no, Rick. The rest is the future. 
Oh, of course. There you go. <laughs> now, I wonder. We, <laughs> we, you know, we would have some people on the line today, John, who have no idea of what you've just said in terms of commerce. I'm wondering if you could break it down, simplify it for people in as many words. What does commerce actually actually mean? Commerce is business. It's how business is done. It's, mm. it's, it's a, a fancy word for business, really. Mm. Um, that's, that's all it is. It's an exchange of, of goods or services for for um, for money for currency, that's you, all all it is. Do you think that everybody, uh, regardless of what type of business nowadays, needs to have uh, a, an online presence? Oh, I think so. Yeah, mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, if you, if you took the website of the uh, of the seventies, it was a catalogue. Yeah. Uh, or a, a list of services or something, you know. Mm -hmm. um, now it's it's easy for people because uh, businesses is a lot hard or more complicated because of online, because of the web and, and websites and all that, um, because there's a lot of noise out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and there, it's, there's no geographic boundaries. However, it's a lot easier because your customers, if, if, you've, if you've got what they want, your customers can find you and buy from you online, which is sensational. I've got one of those businesses and it's just unbelievably good. I'm, I'm so, a big I'm a big systems guy, John. I, I I've spent many 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 years as a systems manager, and I I often wonder to myself. I think about you know the classic McDonald's reference to franchising, and I wonder how important um, is it and to if you're going to go into the franchising space as a business opportunity, let's call it, and to understand how good their systems are before jumping in. Oh look! It's again. That's critical. Mm. Um, if you're if you're going into a franchise system, you really need to know that the system actually works, and you need to talk to franchisees who are in the system. Uh, there's no point in listening to franchisor, and not that they're going to tell you any lies. You know that'd be silly, but um, you're much better off getting the real deal from from. So if you're going to go into a franchise, you need to talk to some franchisees, not just the ones that tell you to talk to, but Go and ring some franchisees. Ring some. They'll talk to you. Yeah. I mean, some franchisors are quite forthright, aren't they? They do have a lot of good um, information because it's in their best interest that you succeed. Would that be fair? Absolutely, yeah. Look, yeah. franchising is a tremendous model. Mm. You know you know something about franchising that's really interesting? Is that franchising in the United States in the, I think it was the late 50s, early 60s, just when it was starting, went within five or six votes of being... Um, of being uh, banned, banned because it wow. was illegal. It was a, it was a pyramid. Really? Mm, okay. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Look at it now. I mean, it's a it's a huge form of business. It's great. Now I think to myself, I read somewhere in your your literature, which is great, and I suggest everybody's on the call today go check it out. Is that you refer to business as being simple? Why is it that you believe that? Business is really simple, Rick. It really is. Mm. If 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 everyone gets this from from this talk. That's all we need. Yep. Business is simple. You find out what people want and you show them how to get it. Yep. That's it. That is all she wrote. Um, now, finding out what people want <laughs> and, and defining the difference between needs and wants is really, really important. That's the one that cost me all the money in the year 2000. 
And did you recover? Obviously, you would have. Um, oh, did, yeah. you, you you put it into your back pocket, but you never forget these things. You know, is that was that one of those times? You know, I often think, how does it affect the human side that are going through these things? Did you you obviously rebounded? But I'm wondering, coming back to the mindset question, when you're young and you're just just doing this and you put all your cards on the table, your credit cards are maxed out, you've done everything you can to get it going, and you have a really bad outcome. What do you suggest people are thinking at that stage? Because we think you've talked about suicide, you've talked about some pretty horrible outcomes. How do you avoid them? Well, I mean, you can avoid suicide, just decide not to. But mm. um, some of these, like, like for instance, the, the, the one that costs us the money mm. uh, was the needs versus wants thing. Yep. And, and I looked at uh, something that I had created and I looked at it and I thought, everybody in business needs this. Needs it, yep. All right? And, and so I thought, this is going to be huge. I mean, the, the market is enormous. Uh, you know, 800,000 small businesses in Australia, they all need what I have. But you know what? They didn't want it. No. Yeah, just and, had and to walk away is, from it. This is chapter three. You will, yeah, I had to walk away from it and it, it cost a lot of money and... I was really down on myself uh, for a long time about that because that's hard-earned money, and you know that that had come from the sale, or part of the sale of the the um, of the French of the franchise shops of the sunglass shops, and so I looked on that as being a, a real failure. Hmm. But in in retrospect, it was one of the it was probably the greatest learning I've ever had. You've ever had. Again, you can't buy it, can you? Well, you can. You paid for it. Well, you can if you buy the book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's the principle that that is in chapter three, and that's the free chapter, by the way. Oh, fantastic! If people go to the website. It's it's the free chapter, and they can they can get that that uh, that knowledge absolutely for free. Um, absolutely, we're going to share that at the end of the call. But um, prior to that, I, I keep thinking to myself, every time I talk with somebody, they're always unique and they are the one variable in an otherwise constant called business. Now, that being said, what do you think your one superpower is? The one thing that you do really, really well, John? Um, You're exceptional at it. What am I exceptional at? I, my, look, modesty... Doesn't uh. permit me. <laughs> yes, it I, does. I haven't. I haven't worn my 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 undies outside my uh, for a long time. Why not? Or, and I sold my cape, but um, I to guess fund the business. If, if I yeah, that's right. If I if I looked at at what I'm really really good at is probably these days, or not probably these days, definitely these days, is recognizing um, trends. Mm -hmm. and and moving with those trends, getting into the business of the trend. And this is kind of counterintuitive to the way that most people will look at a business. Most people will look at, this is what I've made or this is the service I provide or whatever. And so therefore, I'll see if I can fit that into uh, into making money. And, and mostly it is what they've been doing in corporate mm -hmm. or in their job. Mm -hmm. They try to take that expertise and turn it into a business. And uh, sometimes it's very successful. I mean, there's some very successful ex-bankers out there with large finance broking businesses and mortgage broking businesses. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot who are struggling too. And um, 
do, doing what you did in corporate and trying to turn it into a business is not necessarily a smart thing to do. Yep. The smart thing to do is do your homework, find out what people are buying, what people want, and then getting into that business because they already want it. It's, it's, if I can explain the, the third chapter to you very, very quickly, mm. um, we all need to go to the dentist every six months and have a checkup. And please answer me here, Rick. Do we want to? No. No. We all need to get up at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning and go for a run and get rid of these tummies. Do we want to? No. No. We all need to pay more tax. Do we want to? No. So it's quite normal to need something and not want it. Now, if you need something but you don't want it, you've got to be convinced that you want it. And so that's what marketing and, and television advertising and you know Facebook advertising and Google ads and all that sort of stuff is there to take something that you need but you don't want mm. and turn it into a want. A but if you want something, you've already made the decision. You want it. All you're doing is looking for a seller. Yeah, fantastic. And feedback. it's really that simple. Yep. So if, if people are in the needs business, they need to get... To, to, to pivot, not pivot, but move into the wants part of where they are. And if you find out what people want, that's what you, sh that's what you sell. Yep. Otherwise, you, you, you're really at the mercy of the marketers. And I yep. love marketers. They're great people. Of course. They're terrific to work with and all that sort of stuff. But it's a lot easier if you just find out what people want and show them how to get it. Absolutely. Great feedback. I'm wondering, I, I, every time I talk to people about their books, we, they, they sometimes have a hesitation to share. I'm wondering at least if we could share on a cursory level what the three secrets of business success actually are. Well, we've already spoken about two of them. Right. That's chapter two is um, business is simple. Find out what people want, show them how to get it. Mm -hmm. Chapter three is... There's more than three chapters, by the way. Yes. Chapter three is the difference between needs and wants. But chapter one is probably the most important of all. And it's, it's one of the guiding principles. Now, um, people won't need to buy the book now because they know the three secrets. Oh, but there's, they another, will. there's another 12 chapters <laughs> that, <They will. laughs> that kind of uh, you know, help them along the way and six observations. So it's, it's quite comprehensive. This is, value, this, is, this is value up front, though. You know what I mean? It's like well, people look, will I, go, you know, they love it. I used to give the book away. Mm -hmm. But then some people convinced me I should, I should sell it because it's really good information. I, look, some of the people who are here, I'm presuming, are from Australia, and they, they may be familiar with a company called G.J. Gardner Homes. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of G.J. Yeah, Gardner Homes? Yep. Okay, he's... He's actually one of the largest custom home builders on the planet. Absolutely huge. Now, I knew Greg. I, I still know Greg. We catch up every now and again. But I sent Greg a copy of the book or, or an email, you know, a, a digital copy of the book and said, look, Greg, if you like it, please write me a testimonial. I'd love you to write me a testimonial. Yeah, I noticed that. Two days later. Sorry? I noticed the testimonial. I thought, hmm, that name's interesting. Well, he actually... Uh, said, I'm not going to write you a testimonial. I said, no, that's okay, mate. That's fine. And he said, no, no, you don't understand. I want to write the forward to the book. Oh, Because fantastic. what you've put in that book is how I've built G.J. Gardner Homes to be what it is today. And I was really stoked with that because, you know, having a, a somebody like Greg, who's a very clever businessman, um, talk about the book like that was really 
you know, it really boosts your confidence. What an endorsement. Now, is this a cover oh, to fantastic. Is this a cover to cover read or is it a guide that you can go back to, do you think? Look, it's a, it's a it, for most people in, in who are in existing businesses, it's a reference point for people in startups. It's um, it really is kind of the Bible. Uh, I'm, I'm not being, you know, no, big headed no. there. No, but I understand. What I'm saying is that if people stuck with even the first three chapters and just did that, yeah, they would be, I oh, believe, right. successful. Yeah, that's fantastic. But the first chapter is the most important, Rick. Yeah, great. Well, now, look, I, I know that you, what, what is that? Chapter three is complimentary? Yes. Right. And if they wanted to um, obviously get their hands on it, um, is that just one outlet? Tell us a little bit about how people can access it. Oh, it's, it's a digital download. So that would be uh, via your, your uh, website? Via the website, three, three the number three, yep. secretsofbusiness.com. Tell us what else is on that website, because I've personally checked it out and I loved what I saw. Um, there's a lot of stuff about what's in the book. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, a bit about me, um, but you know that's not really terribly interesting reading. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else you're, you're referring to. Actually. I know that there's. there's oh, sorry, there is a guarantee. There's free stuff, guarantees, offers. There's free stuff. Uh, there's a free chapter, which is the needs and want thing. There's yep. a guarantee, and I'm serious about this. If if people read the book and they don't believe it gives them extraordinary value, then I'll refund the the Duff. full purchase of the book and they keep the book. That's fantastic. You can't get any better than that. So if you are on the call today, we've only just touched the surface of what John has done with this incredible book, as we've talked about throughout the call. You can't buy experience, and he's condensed his um, work into this book format for your benefit. So make sure you go and check it out. Now, um, again, could you share that website address with us, John? Okay, it's www.3thenumber3secretsofbusiness.com. There it is. And if you want to find that, no matter where you um, see this interview, below the post, you will find the link back to John and this wonderful book. John, I have just had a wonderful time chatting with you about all the wonderful things that you're up to. Thank you very much for joining me on the show today. My pleasure, Rick. Thanks to you and all your listeners. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.